0: So, you think you're untouchable?
1: Word Life. This is Basic thugonomics. This is bi- Basic thugonomics. <laughs> Word Life. Go to the Face Radio? WrestleMania, G1 Supercard, NXT TakeOver, The Busted Open Party, Whoopin' Talkamania, and Irish Whip's Ass. We're going to talk about all of it. I'm here, back in Atlanta. My man Marty Vasquez is out in SoCal. Marty, what's up? Uh, not
0: much, dude. I'm still trying to come off of this high from New York City. Um, I've, been, I've been trying to binge watch 35. Um, I think I'm down. I did what I. I think I just finished the angle match, or the, yeah, just finished the angle match. So I only have a couple more matches to go um but i'm I'm, not only am i on that high of new york city wrestlemania supercard but i'm also like the last two days just like i think i caught something coming back so hopefully it's just a quick bug that passes through but other than that it's california vacation's over
1: yeah i just had to set my first alarm clock that didn't involve uh, a airplane or a wrestling event or a golf tee time so I got to get up and go back to work tomorrow, so that's kind of uh, lame. Uh, We got an announcement. Boot to the face hit 1K over WrestleMania weekend on Twitter, and we selected a winner that we've been trying to give away this little gift pack that I got over here. And the winner, uh, I don't know how to say this name. So I think
0: it's Sarah Creek. Isn't isn't that what it is?
1: Creek underscore Sarah. C R E Q U E underscore S A R A. Her name's Sarah. She's the winner. Shout out to Sarah. Um, Just got her info today, so we'll be sending that off this weekend. Congrats to Sarah. And now we gotta get to 2K. Now that's the goal. So, one week ago today, we recorded this podcast and somebody was a little intoxicated. We ain't gonna call no names or point no fingers, but he's bald and he's black and he's on this podcast right now. So, (laughs) Does that feel like a week ago already? It doesn't.
0: It, I like. I'm not gonna lie. I was talking, doing my uh, recap this morning at work and, and going over my numbers for the the month to date, and I'm like, oh yeah, this last week. I'm like, shit, I haven't been to work in a week. Damn, I didn't realize I was gone for an entire week already. All right then.
1: Yep, mine. I go back tomorrow, and I was just telling my wife like. It was a week ago already. We were just like doing all of our last minute, whatever. Um, I won't bog you down with that because this is gonna be a jam packed episode. So last Thursday, jumped on the airplane to head to New York City, and just a quick little recap for myself. I love and hate New York City. I hate the transit. Uh, I'm sure there's 80,000 people that agree with me in New Jersey that were trying to leave WrestleMania at At one o'clock in the morning, but the transit is awful. The subway smell like piss. There's too many people in New York. Uh, I thought Atlanta had a lot of people, but the one thing I did love, like I said, I won't spend a lot of time on this. People in New York don't talk to you. And that's my favorite thing about it because I don't like people talking to me when I go out in public. I just like to go where I'm going, get my shit and get out. And people in New York don't give a shit about you. They don't want you to hold the door open for them. They don't want you to say excuse me when you bump into them. They just want to go about their business. So that's all I got about New York. Um, Go ahead. I
0: I don't know what New York you've been visiting because my experience, with the exception of the transit from MetLife back to New York, um, I never had an issue with it. The smell, I've only ever had that issue once. This is the third year in a row I've been out there. Um, and the only time I've ever come across any scent or anything like that inside the subway system was coming out of the subway, uh, in the Bronx coming up to <sighs> the stadium. Ugh. Other, other than that, not a single issue throughout, you know, entire, uh, Midtown downtown didn't matter. I never had an issue with it. Uh, PSRs people on there. I'm cool with it. I'm i I'm just a desert country kid so amount of people out there it's whatever i i too don't really care for the crowds but it wasn't bad i don't find new york that bad because i just walk around and the fact that nobody talks to you it's cool i like it
1: um, i do like the dichotomy of people that are there though like there's not just one certain like out here in atlanta like i'm mostly around white people not there's nothing wrong with white people, <laughs> people that don't know i'm a married to <laughs> cool white lady so leave me the fuck alone uh, but it's oh, just all shit. white people out here and then you got to go like downtown atlanta to get around anybody that's not white, and then it's just a bunch of thug-ass black people. And it's like, in New York, it's just everybody. Like, you walk past 20 people, you may walk past 11 different races. And that's that's cool to me. I don't know why I found that fascinating. but
0: and you walk past four different corners, and you have, like, 30 different street vendors and yep. food vendors. And I'm cool with that, too. Cause...
1: And they're all different. Like, we were walking, and I'm like, damn, are we in Chinatown now? You're like, no, but that's what it looked like. <laughs> Like hey, it was so, technically but, we weren't. Yeah, it was nothing Af- but like Asian food, and it was
0: Koreatown. So we're yeah, Chinatown. Yeah. It was Koreatown, and
1: all we did was turn left. <laughs> <And> then, like, <laughs> we were in Times Square one minute, and then we were in like little Koreatown the next minute. Like, I like that shit. Like that was that was cool to me. So uh, Friday night, we went to a bar, uh, Jack Dempsey's, for uh, I can't think of the podcast name.
0: Oh. um.
1: It was for NXT say, TakeOver. Say what?
0: Say what? I like wrestling.
1: Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I like wrestling. That's yes, the name like of wrestling. the podcast. They were hosting a, uh, a, a free watch party. Uh, so we went to Jack Dempsey's, me, Marty, my wife, and uh, enjoyed it. Besides the loud-ass Harlem hood rap that was there that, uh, so. <laughs> that that Marty had to deal with at another time, which we'll talk about. But she <laughs> was loud as hell, trifling as hell. Ghetto as hell, just <laughs> annoying as hell. Everything as hell. you know, how yeah. Bianca Berry loves the EST like she's the EST. Everything, this girl is as hell. Any <laughs> negative adjective you have, you put as hell at the end of it. <laughs> My wife is in the kitchen laughing because she's a girl. <laughs> uh, there's
0: there's so there's nothing you can disagree with on that statement because hot damn, I'm pretty sure her entire group was like, just shut the hell up and get out of here. And there was a moment when we thought she did actually leave, mm-hmm. and her and then her ass came back, and I'm like, oh, never mind, never yeah. mind, she's right there.
1: Came back like a loud ghetto ass boomerang. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> NXT Takeover was a really good show. didn't Didn't last too long. It was what like barely three think, hours, if that.
0: I, th- I, don't, I think it was two and a half at the end of it all, like two twenty five or something like that.
1: Uh, you got a match of the night that you had on there? Uh, fair warning, we didn't stay to watch the, the main event. We tried to get out of there before the crowd did because this place had, what, four floors, and they were all packed full of people watching wrestling.
0: That and is so correct. We, Plus, somebody we, wanted some cheesecake, some New York-style cheesecake.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're
0: not going to name any names, but yeah. she's not on this podcast right now.
1: Right. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then we didn't even get any cheesecake that night. Well, you
0: guys, you guys I, did it. I did. I did. Because that place I told you. Had it and I tried catching you guys, but you guys just kept walking.
1: We so. had cheesecake the, the morning, the next morning, but we left it in the refrigerator at the hotel and then just ended up throwing it away because oh, neither one of us nice. felt like eating it before we got on the plane. But, uh, but yeah, we left before the main event. I still haven't watched the main event because I it got spoiled by accident when I woke up the next day. I was gonna watch it and ended up seeing the result. So, the match of the night for me that I actually saw was, uh, I hate to say this, Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle. I really like that match, even though I don't like either one of them.
0: Man, you're about to piss her off. She's going to hear you talk to piss and I piss her off all from of New York right now. Because that was like her. That's that's the match she got up and left. I don't remember that. She left because of that match. Um, which I don't know why. because And I lied.
1: I completely lied. I just forgot. That's not my favorite match.
0: My favorite match was the tag team match. Um. I don't know why because I, I don't I'm not a fan of the War Raiders but anytime you can see Ricochet and Aleister Black in the match um, they they always put on a, a top notch match on um, even Gar- I, I you know what, I'm not going to lie I kind of glanced in and out of the Gargano and Cole match I thought I don't know why maybe because it was a two out of three falls it was like oh yeah okay, what's well, going to keep going and keep going uh, but for me the tag team match was the match of the night for me
1: I have to recant my statement. The uh, match of the night for me was the women's match. I actually talked about it a little while ago. I thought the women's match was really good. And the ending was surprising because I thought Baszler was going to lose the belt. Um, I thought I know, we did well for... I thought Shirai
0: was going to get that title at the end. I was
1: like, right, right, right. So so that was my match of the night for NXT TakeOver. As usual, NXT TakeOver knocks it out the park. Um... Uh, Then we left and walked around New York for a little while, went back. Friday was also the day that I met Sting for the first time since I was like a little kid. So that was fun. We did go to WWE Access, uh, which was a good experience. I like Access.
0: And for y'all listening, when he said he met Sting, he was excited. That's an understatement. When I say fangirl pass out, that's an understatement. Um, I'm pretty sure he went to the bathroom right afterwards because he had to change his clothes because he wet himself. Because um, the dude was ecstatic, I heard him screaming from the other side of the building, and Sting had to call somebody to pull him away from him because he was just like, just not letting go of them.
1: I mean, that was between like me, you, and the other three thousand people that were there. You didn't put
0: that. <laughs> I'll like so. put it out there for for the, the, the other thousand people that are out there now listening. So.
1: I got a question. Okay, you went yep. looking for Mandy Rose, right? I did. When, I, when we got in line for Sting.
0: Why do you got to go piss me off for
1: Right. But but here's my question. I, I was thinking about this the other day. You didn't find Mandy Rose, and the line wasn't horribly long when we got in. Why didn't you go meet the Sting? Because
0: by the time that I got back, so I went walking around trying to find her. And I, I, like took me a while to. Every time I saw, I look around and see a new line. So I'm, oh well, whose line's that? And I had to go back around and find the line. It was somebody different. So by the time that I got back up there, you guys were way the hell up there, and the line was already coming out of, the uh, the exit. So I'm like, fuck that. I'm not gonna wait in that line not no more.
1: I wish you but- would have told me because uh, the the security guy that was there. Like, when Leanne got in line, I told him, I said, hey, we're with her, but we got to run to the bathroom. He's like, all right, well, when you come back, just let me know. So when I came back, I told him, I was like, hey, don't forget. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Go ahead. And he walked me over to where she was without everybody getting the attitude. So if you would have, like, texted me or something, I could have got him to, to let you come up. But, yeah, I didn't think about that until, like, the other day. I was sitting there like... How did Marty go meet Sting? He
0: yeah, because right I can't. I, I did come back over there, but by the time I came back over, because I I was going back and forth because there was like six different or five different um sections of where people could meet each other, meet people at, and I'm like, oh well, and each time I thought I found one, it's like, oh, there's another one. I mean, crap, let me go look at that one now. Um, and then by the time I got back, it was like the line was already back down. Like, yeah, I'm not going to worry about it
1: so access was fun uh they have all kind of shit you can do they got memorabilia you can take pictures of they got all kind of wrestlers hanging out in every section uh they got the store where you can buy stuff you can get in a ring and pose with a mean jean cut cut out they got all the statues the legends hall i mean if you haven't been to access it's it's worth checking out at least once once you do it more than once it's kind of old i guess but uh the other thing about WrestleMania being in New York, New Jersey, Brooklyn, all that shit, it's just so spread out. That was another thing I didn't like about it. Next year in Tampa, it's going to be so much better. You just wait and see. Um,
0: it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. 361 days.
1: Yep. So Saturday, Saturday of this WrestleMania weekend is G1 Supercard Night, WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, started out with us going to WrestleCon. Got Booker T and Ron Simmons to sign my title. Uh, Ran into my boy Jay-Z Flair. uh, Left there and met up with Marty to go to the Busted Open Party. Where we met up with the podcast from Canada. Our boys and girls of Talkamania. So we met them, hung out with them at the Busted Open Party. And they could not have been cooler. Uh, It's always a crapshoot when you you know, kind of make a relationship with people online via tweets and Facebook and shit like that. You never know how they're going to be in real life. And they, I don't think they could have, it couldn't have went, at least from my point, they could think I'm an asshole, but, <laughs> which they wouldn't be wrong. But, uh, but Jay and Des were cool. Both of their women were, were fantastic. Uh, Jay's wife and Leanne, like immediately hit it off. So did Dez's woman, but she was kind of sitting closer towards the other end, so I don't know if she got in the in the conversation as much. But
0: uh, she was uh, she was talking uh, to us the most, at the end, or yeah. like, at the end of the table, majority of the time. Uh, but yeah, no, I couldn't disagree. With, or I couldn't agree with you anymore. Like they are the four of them are some of the coolest people out there. Like just open, having a good time, you know, it could have been awkward, but from the second they walked up to us in the line, uh, it was just cool. They're, they're great guys. Um, their women are, are fantastic. They, you know, the fact they were enjoying it and having a damn good time as well is cool. Um, and it, it kind of just it really like between all three of them, uh, them, Leanne, uh, they were all enjoying themselves and, and the group was having a good time. And what really stood out to me was the fact that we're doing this at our table. And I don't know if you know, it's like the guy who who like took that little stool beside me at the bar, like his woman showed up and was waiting with it. And she was like bitching and complaining the entire time. about oh, wow. what They're doing there. And I'm what, like, she, she's like, what's this show for this? They talk wrestling. Like what the hell would they do that for? They have, it's on Sirius XM. They waste a channel for that. And he's, like, trying to explain it to her the whole time, and she's just, like, shitting on it. And he's and I'm like, dude, like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, what do you – like, if she's unhappy and she's ruining my time because I have to hear her in my ear right here, <laughs> you either need to buy me a shot of whiskey or take her outside, whichever one you prefer.
1: I missed uh, all of it.
0: But no, that's what was awesome. It's like the you know the six of us seven of us are at the table just having a good time, throwing down whiskey, beer, uh, you know, just have. It was fun. It was, we weren't even. I I don't even know. I mean, when when everybody came out, you know, Dave and uh, Mark Henry and Bully Ray and Dreamer was walking through the line outside. You know, it was cool seeing all them show up and being out there. But I don't know about you guys. I wasn't paying attention to the broadcast or even that section of the bar the bar at all.
1: It I was told basically my- whatever's at the table. I told my wife the exact same thing. I was sitting there remembering what happened there. I was like, oh, shit. She goes, what? I said, JR was at the busted open party. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, what? I was like, yeah. And I I was sitting there thinking about it. But we were all just like having a good time, ordering drinks, just like kicking it, talking about whatever. So, you know, whatever. I mean, that's to me, that's. I've been to two of these wrestling events now in the past like six, seven months. And to me, that's more fun than going and paying money to meet wrestlers and shit like that. Is when you meet other wrestling fans that you get along with and shit like that. That's just, that's where the fun is for me. Like, that's where I enjoyed the most was that little like hour and a half or two hours that we were there. That was probably the most fun I had the entire time, besides, you know. Me and Leanne off doing tourist stuff.
0: Um. So yeah, I, I mean, I didn't get to starcast, um, uh, but I got to go to Royal Rumble. Uh, and the same thing, you know. Before the show, we went to a Pritchard and Conrad's uh, podcast or whatever show they put on, and, and afterwards, we did Ziegler and his comedy act. Afterwards, but it was just hanging, you know, hanging out with Hoop and, and then all the all the guys around him and that uh, he hangs out with. And it was cool. It was getting meet more wrestling fans, people who listen to shows and go to these different events across the country, uh, and that's cool. It, it's you get a lot of more fun doing that than you do a lot of the other things, like you said. Um, and for me, you know, being around and meet other people who had the same interests as us and enjoy this stuff, you know, that makes it all worth it. And, and you know, for me, that was, a, you know, I drove out to Phoenix uh, and I would have just normally just would have went to the show and went home. But no, I got to hang out with everyone before and after. And that, that was an awesome time.
1: So the Busted Open party was good. From there, we went walking around Times Square. And then we went to Madison Square Garden. Never been there. As a kid. I was a huge New York Knicks fan. John Starks is my favorite player because he was the only person I saw stand up to Michael Jordan, and all my family loved Michael Jordan, and I hated that motherfucker. I saw, John Starks, I saw John Starks get Michael Jordan's face one day. He was light-skinned like I was. I was like, yep, that's my guy. Never heard of him before. So I was a big Knicks fan. I always wanted to go see a Knicks game at the Garden. I always wanted to go see wrestling at the Garden. And it seemed like a Something that would never happen because I had no reason to ever go to New York. Until now, WWE wasn't there, but Ring of Honor and New Japan was there. And for whatever reason, old guy and me was tired as hell at MSG. But Naito and Ibushi was the best match I've seen live. I, should, I don't know if I... Okay, I'm not going to be prisoner at the moment and say that. I'm gonna have to let that marinate for a little while, but that match was fantastic. Um, the latter match was—I thought the latter match could have been better, but Naito and Ibushi—that was—that was probably my favorite match. Watching Jeff Cobb destroy Osprey was good for me because I don't like Will Osprey, <laughs> so, so I love that too. But G1 Supercar, Marty, give me give me your thoughts on that and how you <sighs> felt in, in the building for—it uh, was a historic show. Cause that's the first time a non WWE wrestling event has been there in what 30, 40?
0: Thir- yeah since the uh, since the WWE basically put the monopoly on that and said we own this place. Um, not so not only is it the only wrestling promotion outside the WWE, but the only that also the only ones to sell out, and that's what's crazy. This show was amazing. Um, I had a, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. There were some moments where I was getting tired because it was one long ass day, and I don't think I had fully acclimated to like the travel and everything. Uh, and I say that because the next night at WrestleMania, I didn't get tired once. Uh, but so you know, it was still that was still a long ass card. I think it still went yeah. like three or four hours. Yeah. Um. Actually, I think it might have almost went five because I don't think we got out of there until after midnight. Still.
1: It was. It was pretty late.
0: Um, yeah, and it started at 7:30, so it's you know four and a half five hours still, not counting the card, Uh. Great matches. Um, but yeah, like you said, I, I'm I going to back on what I was saying for weeks already. I expected that, that latter match to be like the match of the year. I thought we were going to get a lot more out of that match than what we did. Uh, maybe I was putting too much into it because of who was in the match. Um, but it was still, a, I thought it was a great match. Could have been more yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, was not expecting lethal to take the leap, though. I can tell you that right now. Out of all of them, I didn't think he was going to be the one. To take that leap and he did onto Taven and that was awesome uh I got an I got awesome video of that too um but obviously Taven won the championship which is fantastic uh, which I'll get our fantasy points updated this week um but when it comes down to like matches Naito and Ibushi holy hell that was a clinic like the false finishes, the story that was told, the back and forth, uh, the, the way that the two of them just mesh and blend so well together, absolutely one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. Um, I, I'm not going to say the best match I've ever seen because I still think that the Osprey marty Scroll match at Fighting Unleashed um, back in September that I saw was amazing. Uh, obviously not as much on the line as there was here, uh, however, that was uh, it's an amazing match, and but uh, the Abushi Nato match that I mean everybody was was into that match it was fantastic. Um, great thing about the night, Okada wins his belt back. Love that. I know you walked out on that part, um, but one thing it, one thing that's always that I've always enjoyed about New Japan and Ring of Honor, and I've talked about this in the past, is the fact that. The champion, not only just the championship, matches the end of the match or end of the card, but the champion's the one that closes out the show. They grab the mic, they they do their, their speech, and then they bid farewell and good night. Um, doesn't matter who the champion is, they all do it, and that's just the like culture of New Japan and Ring of Honor. And I and I, so I sat, I stood there and watched Okada do his speech, and um, it was fantastic. I just I just love the way the New Japan and Ring of Honor put their shows together. Uh, with the exception of bullshit-ass run-ins. Uh, but other than that, great night.
1: Um, I'm trying not to say I completely agree, because I was listening <laughs> to all of it. But I was also like making a note as to what to close the show out with later. So you kind of threw me off when you stopped talking in the middle of it. But uh, the tag team match, the four... All right. I thought... I was under the impression that this was an elimination match for both belts. I could have sworn that the tag match was supposed to be elimination. Am I crazy?
0: No, it was a it was a fatal four-way.
1: That was it, just a fatal four-way. It wasn't it was an elimination well, match.
0: No, because originally it was supposed to be just a uh, a one on one, you know, take take all. And then Evil and Sonata got thrown into the oh no, the Briscoes got thrown into the mix. And then Evil and Sonata, after the New Japan Cup, uh, after Sonata was done with that, they ended up getting thrown in the mix. So it ended up being... It was, one, it was supposed to be a one-on-one take-all, but right. then it got quickly turned into just a fatal four-way.
1: So what, I, I don't know. I thought I heard or read or something that that was supposed to be an elimination match. Like, one team got eliminated until there was only one left. Uh, PCO. This motherfucker's crazy. He... Okay, I'm 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 at a loss for words right now. Just thinking about what I witnessed in person. Gorillas of Destiny picked this man up for a power bomb inside the ring, and power bombed him outside the ring. Now his partner, uh, what's what's his partner's name? Uh, uh why am I blanking on it right Black's now? Black's overweight big brother, basically. Yeah. Man, Brody King. Is it Brody, Brody King? King. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Brody, Brody King. King. Brody King was outside the ring and he was like, no, 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 don't do it. But he was on the ground. So I'm thinking he's going to stand up and catch PCO. No, they powerbomb this motherfucker from the in house to the outhouse. I mean, like from over the top rope to the outside of the ring. He hits the ground and, like, on de- his neck. The de- like, de- loudest ugh. thud. I'm in the 200 section, there's 16,000 people in there making noise, and I heard that thud, and it was just like, I had the chills. Then they put the camera on him, and he did this, like, sit-up, like, The Undertaker, instead of <laughs> smiling, and then he fell back over, like, no, nah, that shit hurt. <laughs> and then, like, five minutes later, he does a swanton off the top rope, to the apron, to the floor. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? And he's 57 He's, he, he
0: like, 50 years old doing this shit. Like, it's crazy.
1: Anyways,
0: I, oh man, that was. Fantastic. I heard,
1: I heard about him, and I've always looked at him and been like, I can't get into it because I see, like, at Starcast, he was walking around and shit. and I'm just like, that's not my thing. Like, I, I completely judge the book by its cover. I'm a yeah. Fan I'm
0: pretty sure a couple weeks ago, you're like, I don't want to see that old ass fucker up there fighting and shit. Yeah,
1: yeah I'm I pretty sure those your
0: own, damn, I want to see that
1: motherfucker every chance <laughs> I get. Now. Like, I'm a fan now. Like, I. That's my bad. That is completely that. Like, our true said. That's on me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely judged the book by its cover. I looked at that guy and was like, there's no way I could like a gimmick like that. Even his entrance. That was like a Triple H entrance. Yep. Only it didn't take 45 minutes for him to get out there.
0: I mean, it took like 45 minutes for him to get electrocuted back into the, to, you know, life or something. Man.
1: But the shit but was that dope. Shit was like awesome. It made sense. He's like Resilience Frankenstein. So it completely yep. made sense. That was... Uh, that was that was a fun match. I'm glad the Gorillas' Destiny won. I like Tama and Tonga. And Did you uh, see what
0: happened afterwards? <laughs> not, no, I'm, so, I'm not talking about at the match. I'm talking about like backstage, like press conference. No, Tama, no. Tama, so <laughs> there's a video out there too. Tama grabbed the like dropped on the floor and picked up the Riga of Honor tag team belts and just chucked it. He's like, what the fuck cares about Riga of Honor? Nobody care about that shit fuck ring of honor and threw the tantrum <laughs> bounce against the wall and just like sat down i was like son of a bitch all oh, right wow. <laughs> damn he's going full blown right now oh, ain't, no no ain't no good guy no more ain't no good i saw no him
1: more. i saw him tweet uh fuck enzo fuck Cass, and fuck ring of honor <laughs> i was like huh? well can't really disagree I with what
0: you, that's funny because i also i saw him posting about like um they were smart enough not to go after the uh the champion. They knew better to go out to the champion sweat so to care of everybody else on the outside. I was like, oh damn. Dude, GOD
1: just kind of stood there like, What is they, 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 shit like do yeah, with us? Exactly. So if you don't know what we're talking about, which I mean if you listen to a wrestling podcast, you do. Enzo and Cass didn't run in. Uh and this was this was probably twenty or thirty minutes after I don't know how it was in your section, Marty, but it started circulating in our section about what happened with Bret Hart. Like the guy next yep. to me is like, dude, did you hear what happened to Bret Hart? So we looked it up. And uh, then out of nowhere, like the bell rings and it just this is another thing that had me thrown off. I thought it was an elimination match. So when the bell rang, there was like this pause where nobody kind of knew what to do. And then you look up and you see people fighting and everybody's like somebody jumped the barricade. And as soon as I look down, all I see is blonde hair. And I'm like, that's Enzo. And then you see Bully come running down. And everybody's like, oh, my God, this is real. I can't believe they're really fighting. I'm like, dude, where's security at? Like, I don't know, but look how they're hitting each other. Like, okay, wrestlers hit each other for real all the time when they want to. Like, you Mm -hmm. can't believe. So they're all thinking it's real. Enzo and Cass left through the crowd. If it was real, they would have left in handcuffs because they basically trespassed and attacked wrestlers for assault, kind of like the guy that the other guy just tackled bret hart and he got arrested so yeah and he got think. his ass
0: he got his ass beat on the yeah, way out got, too
1: he got his ass <laughs> and I, uh, I, yeah
0: i mean wh- where my section was i was basically looking like straight down at that at side that, because i was on that side of the ring so i saw it like happening jumping in, jumping out and i'm like and then bully came out i'm like okay maybe this is this is you know a shoot here and then um and then like i'm like where's everybody else at and then like some more wrestlers came out back, but I'm like, no, no, this is a this is a work. Like everyone in my section knew it was a work. Like they, there was nobody saying it was, this shit was real, because everyone's like, where the hell security at? Like this is ridiculous. You know, I was at Survivor Series a couple months ago when Enzo was like four rows back and he just starts, you know, trying to hijack the show, and they fucking tackled his ass and carried him out. Like that's shit went that's like real right minutes. there. It's, you know, this shit was like a full blown brawl. Um. Yeah, they. I mean, yeah. That's. I, I'm interested to see what happens if this is going to be long term. If they're coming to Ring of Honor, um, I've always thought that Enzo could be like the long lost that brother, the Briscoes. Um, but I would love to see them just beat the shit out of him. That'd be awesome.
1: Well, it made the Briscoes look bad because Enzo and Cass were hanging with him, and they were beating up Bully Ray. Bully yep. Ray can say he beat the shit out of Enzo all he want, but I saw Enzo grab him by the throat and like take him down. And, like, two security guards had to get Enzo off of him. Now, and there's another video of it where, and then when Enzo gets taken off of him, Bully Rage just kind of, like, sitting there, like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and so, it made him look bad, too. Like, he's coming out as a babyface, basically. Like, why was he even there? He's a bully. Mm-hmm. Why does he even care about what happens at Ring of Honor? I know you're trying to make it look real, but be real if you're going to make it look real. Um, So, that was... That shit crazy. <laughs> yep. Like you said, uh world title change both world titles changed hands. Uh, every title
0: changed. Every title changed hands that night with the exception of the North American title, right? Well, no, because even then, uh, that was a, that was a title first title match too. Didn't Osprey lose his belt also?
1: Osprey lost his belt to uh Jeff Cobb, which oh, I was so oh, happy for.
0: Zach uh, Saber was Zach Sabre retained his belt, didn't he?
1: Who did he Yeah,
0: beat? He, he beat Tanahashi, which was bullshit.
1: Yeah. Nobody yeah, he made in him their right out.
0: Nobody in their right out. mind thinks that Zack Sabre Jr. can beat Tanahashi. That's some bullshit. First he of tied
1: off. that some bitch up like a pretzel.
0: Mm, my yeah. goodness. Oh, like, I was so pissed off. When <laughs> you know that how we
1: talked about how Oscar made Becky Lynch tap out when she did yeah. that bridge? And it was like, yeah, I get it, Becky. You you ain't got a choice. Tanahashi <laughs> had have a choice. He had that motherfucker all kind of t- like tied up.
0: He looked like uh, a fucking spider monkey, man.
1: Yeah, and telling how she couldn't even. T- I think he blinked three times to let the referee know that he was, because he couldn't tap with his hands or his feet, because everything was tied up. He didn't have a choice. Like I get it. It was a stupid outcome, but when you look at how he did it, it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, new World Champion, the Women of Honor title match, man. I want the Women of Honor to be so good, because there's so much good women's wrestling going on, but. That was probably the least favorite match I saw of the entire weekend. It was just, and then the the angle ran after it was very predictable, very slow, took too long. The crowd wasn't into it. Um, it's basically the Beautiful People Part Two, only Angelina Love looks like she's 174 years old, but you know, it could be, could be something good. Who knows?
0: I don't know. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, as far as the match goes, uh, I'm not gonna say it was like the the worst match tonight because of the weekend. Because for me personally, the worst match was probably Mysterio. Joe. Just it wasn't. i mean obviously it was going to be a quick match. Whether or not Mysterio's injured or not, um, 60 seconds for me at that point. It's like why even have the match? Just put that on the pre-show if at all. It's already a long match. With the in, the entrances were long enough. I mean, you could have saved five, ten minutes um, on the whole entire met card with that. Um, so the women, uh, it wasn't, I don't think it was that bad. I, I mean, it was a little bit longer. It was longer than the Joe and, and Mysterio match, so he got a little more out of it. Um, the fact that Kelly Klein uh, got her belt back uh, and took it off of uh, whatever, I can't remember her name right now. Uh, I am hope that they let her have the belt for a while, and actually have a decent storyline going forward because they kind of just screwed her over the last time she had it, um, which is only like a month and a half ago. So, I mean, just see what they do with it. They're they're, like, you know, all the women's wrestling, that's going on in the world. And ring of honor is the, you know, one of the top names in wrestling yet. They have probably the weakest women's uh, vision. Right. Not not that they don't have the talent there. They just don't utilize them properly. And that's what's ridiculous. You know, I mean, they had Tennille Dashwood and they did absolutely. Nothing with her the entire time, uh, to where now she's a free agent going somewhere else. Who knows where she's going to go? Uh, but I mean, they just have had so much talent. And Madison Rain she she asked to be released because of the way they did things there. You know, when you're getting a legend like that, just just saying I'm out of oh, here.
1: Oh, easy with that legend shit.
0: I mean, compared to the indies, I was, come on. I'm not saying like wrestling, like she's not obviously like a WWE Hall of Famer or something like that. But she's made her rounds and she's done well. You know, compared to everyone else. In the w- Women of Honor, let's be honest, it's she's somebody that could have been a lot higher on the card than what they did with her.
1: You know, their their division was so good like six, six months, months ago, ago when Deanna Parazzo and Kelly Klein had a they had a feud going, and it was like it was hot. Like I was into it, and then all of a sudden, Parazzo was in NXT, and that was it. Like Kelly Klein was undefeated, and Deanna had beat her, and and it's like ever since then they just can't find a good dance partner for Kelly Klein, who who I think is really good. Like she's good, but she just can't get. They can't get a good dance partner for her. I don't, I don't think that's her fault. I don't think Velvet Sky and Angelina Love and Mandy Leone are the ones to do it either. I mean, let's let's be honest. Uh, TNA Impact women. Had the highest ratings back in the day It wasn't because of their wrestling <laughs> Well you know there is, the a, they, uh,
0: there is a There is a female free agent Out there who's in the market for A wrestling organization to be part of Who I think um, Not only would give her a run for money But would take that title off her real quick Who would that be? It would be good old Santana Garrett
1: does she even want to wrestle anymore?
0: She just announced a week last week that she's looking to see where she's going to go next. She's looking into organizations and going to make it. She's asking people where she should go. She's so her whole thing was the fact that after her dad passed and when he was getting you know getting sick towards the end, that's when she relinquished the title. Uh, and then her her dad passed at the beginning of the year, you know, and then she's kind of been doing her own thing and, and kind of staying away from wrestling. Uh, But she came back a week ago and said that she's ready to get back in the ring and ready to start wrestling again. Um, And she's looking and seeing where she's going to end up next. So uh, she threw out all the different organizations she could go to. I think that I don't think long term that's where she should be, but I think it would get her name out there and um, get another title under her under her belt um, before she makes a big jump to one of the bigger companies. But I think she. I think watching her and Kelly Klein would be some interesting matches. I mean, they've had some great matches in the past, you know. So
1: there's a lot of women out there they could sign. They could sign mm-hmm. Taylor Hendricks. They could sign uh, a lot of the the women from uh, Wow. Um, they could get if they could get. Well, Jordan Grace is tied up with Impact right now. So is uh, Tessa. I mean, there's there's plenty of women out there they could get. They just they need to invest in it and and make some storylines out of it besides just a title match here and there you know what i mean that's uh, and that's
0: exactly what it is they have a couple segments here and there but then there's they're just a title match on the show each each show and that's it and that they're not doing the justice to the division right
1: so that was that was the uh the kill moment for me uh then we left g1 supercard great show from top to bottom like my wife uh, enjoyed it. She went to All In with the kind of fan that my wife is. She watches Royal Rumble and WrestleMania with me. If I go to Monday Night Raw, like she'll go. She knows the wrestlers of WWE. She doesn't know anything about like Ring of Honor. And when we went to All In, she knew Cody and like Steven Amel and people like that. So we went to this match. She didn't have a clue who half these fucking people were, and she's like, "This is the most fun." The thing that she enjoyed the most was the fan interaction. She's like, WWE fans, they kind of shit on stuff and don't really care about it. She's like, these fans, everybody that came out got a reaction. She's like, I didn't see anybody that didn't, except for Jay White and uh, Melvin. Melvin. Why am I losing his name? Ring of Honor World Champion. Uh,
0: Oh, Jay Lethal? Oh, Taven. Taven.
1: Taven. Matt Taven. Besides like, them two, I
0: was like, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that Lethal got a pretty big pop. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> no, she's like them. No. She's like those Taven two were the only on. ones that got really booed. But then by the end of it, they were getting cheered. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so she, well, it's kind
0: and it's kind of hard for Taven too because like you're going up against Jay Lethal and Marty Skrull. you're going to get shit on, especially with the angle you've been doing for the last six months.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, but he he is a heel. So yeah, <laughs> he's the classic <laughs> definition of a heel. Uh, Jay White, I like Jay White. I mean, I I didn't at first, and uh, these last couple times I've seen him wrestle and his whole persona, even though I think he's like a knockoff version of Cody wearing the suit to the press conferences and shit like that. Uh, but I I like him. I like him. And the accent, yeah. works. He says, and, like, he's the, like a badass the like, last year,
0: Yeah. The last year, I've been kind of like, oh, even before Wrestle, wrestle Kingdom, um, I started getting like, uh, started getting more notoriety to him, like he was more visible. He was becoming, he was like increasing, and then when G one climax came over the summer, like it really showcased like what kind of performer he was, and I really became a fan of him at that point. Um, but you know, the whole Bullet Club thing, it was like, oh, this guy's a dick. You know, a year ago, it's like no, he turned, he turned down the offer from Kenny, and then started that feud, and now he kind of came in with Tama and like flipped, turned the, flipped the script on him. That's when they had the whole I split. Liked it. I know it's cool, but I'm just like, this guy's an asshole. Fuck this guy. That's why but, I like you know, him, I think. his wrestling talent though, he he's grown on me as a as a performer a lot over the last uh year and a half.
1: So that was G one Supercard. Uh,
0: question for you real quick. Yes. Yeah. As soon as Taven pulled out the purple ladder, did you know that, that was it was all over at that point?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, he put up.
0: The, they not ladder. just like they just like freaking. They just like foretold the whole thing. was like, oh, this fucker's gonna win the belt now. All I mean,
1: right, I didn't know. Go. I just thought that was cool that he had his own ladder, and it was yeah. way bigger than the other ladders. Like <laughs> Lethal and Skrull were on top of that little bitty ass ladder, and he puts <laughs> his up, and it's like twice the size. Of it. <laughs> and they both kind of look up because there's a shadow that's created by the ladder that he stood up. So that was uh you know Marty girl we hadn't even mentioned him entrance is fantastic uh
0: I love Marty man he's my he's my told you, he's my favorite wrestler like I love that guy that guy he's
1: probably got one of my awesome. favorite entrance to watch in person now on TV yeah. I don't really care for it but in person his entrance is great like I yeah. love the whole the whole thing woo, woo. that's <laughs> yeah. that's my shit <laughs> <laughs> it's really annoying when I watch other people do it, but when I'm in the crowd and I'm doing it, I'm like, Yeah, I, I did. Comes it. out
0: with his with his uh with his coat and he's got his mask on and yeah. his umbrella. It's like all right, this guy's like that's the pageantry behind him and like it was yep. a dark kind of pageantry, like, like, I might like I like this guy. I like this guy. But if he goes I, somewhere
1: you know, else and they have to change his music and entrance and all that, like I don't know if it'll be the same. Like he'll have to do something to recreate it being that way i don't know if ring of honor will own that music or what but that's uh yeah his entrance is dope uh so again we've been trying to leave g1 supercar for like 10 but it was a great show though i mean there's a reason (laughs) we can't stop talking about it like that was it was fun as tired as i was i went and got dunkin donuts coffee in the arena because they had that in there and uh this is new york all right here in georgia it was done a different way. But this is what happened in New York. Me and my wife went outside to the concession. We got two iced coffees. five fifty each. So the lady rings up one of them. And when she goes to ring the second one up, she goes, your price will change in a second. So I'm waiting. The price never changes. She walks off. She comes back. She's like, did you put your card in? I said, no, the price never changed. She goes, well, why didn't you just pay the 5 50? And I'm like, because... That's not right, like <laughs> because I got two of them and it's supposed to be eleven dollars and I'm trying not to be a dishonest person. And she's like, shit, I would pay that five fifty and walked off. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that's the it's difference New between City. New York and Georgia, because yep. in Georgia we don't do that shit, we, right? We do the shit that's, I mean, most places. And I mean, I, if she was trying to hook me up, which she wasn't. She like she made a mistake because the register said eleven and the credit card machine said five fifty. And my mm-hmm. thing was, yeah, if I would have paid that, it would have got her in trouble because her drawer would have came
0: right. up short. Exactly.
1: And so, but uh, she was she looked at me and she was like, Shh, I would have paid that five fifty and walked off. And I'm like, well, <laughs> sucks to be me because I'm honest. So here you go. And here's a three dollar <laughs> so like, tip. She's like
0: I walked away. You're asking to walk <laughs> out without yeah. paying for shit.
1: Right. And here's a three dollar tip for telling me to steal from you. <laughs> So we leave G1 Supercard Uh, We all go our separate ways The next day I wake up 3.30 in the morning to catch a 7.30 flight I think We take an Uber across the Brooklyn Bridge uh, Get to the airport Fly home It's Wrestlemania day Marty, how'd your day go on Sunday? (laughs) Not,
0: nothing too eventful, man. I just kind of hung out in the hotel room and called it a day. Um, that was about it, you know. So, yeah. No, place was freaking amazing. Hot damn, dude. Like Sunday, I got up. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sleep in on Sunday because it's going to be a long-ass day. Um, so by the time I got up, I got ready, got down to – didn't take too long to get down to – uh met Life, which is you know I had to get on a different transit to uh get across over to new jersey which was odd because the entire week i'm like looking at it, like trying to see the routes of how i'm going to get there it's like you're going to take the bus across and do all this and then that day like a whole new transit popped up it's like oh well this is available now because they going to the because they know the stadium's going to be open so that was cool it wasn't didn't take too long to get there um on the way got there and it just you have you know, 80,000 people out in the parking lot trying to get into the arena. Um, that took forever. and was ridiculous. Then you wait the whole line, and then they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to open up a whole new line over here. Go and go over there. It's like, then what the hell did I just wait over here for when you could just open it up the first time? Uh, same thing on the way back when there's 80,000 people trying to get onto a train that's going to take them back to New York, and that took about an hour and a half. So, show ended at 1230. Didn't get out of there until like 2 o'clock. It was fantastic. Um, but as far as WrestleMania goes, like the fan interaction outside, inside, uh, dude, I've never been to WrestleMania before. Uh, it was amazing. I, I, won, I wasn't expecting my seats to be as good as they were. I was expecting them to be up a little bit higher. But I was once, it was one section on the, the floor section, like the actual on the floor was the only spot between me, the stage and the ramp and the ring. Uh, other than that, like I was on a slightly elevated, so like three steps up from the floor level. Um, which basically was for you know 2.0, um, and by the ring. So I saw all the every time anyone was all the announcers were coming out. They're walking right out in front of us, um, right there next to the stage. So you saw all the entrances, um, speaker entrances. I was on the side right there where uh, Triple H's car came out of, and Triple H. I don't care what anyone says. Triple H always has obviously he gets the biggest budget because it's Triple H, but his entrances are always badass and. When that was coming out, and the sand, and the, and the 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 doom bug, you came out, and the flame. Oh, dude, it was fantastic. I just love it.
1: Really? Um, really?
0: I do. Really? Yes, I do. The show
1: went six hours, and Triple H's entrance was fucking forty seven minutes, and then he wrestled a twenty five minute match, and you loved it.
0: I love the entrance. Yes.
1: So Triple H always gets a pass.
0: <laughs> no, but people people tune in to Triple H's matches because of the entrance. Do they not?
1: His entrances are over overdone.
0: All right, well that's because his matches aren't. Like he's got to over. He, he wrestled a twenty-five somewhere.
1: minute match. He wrestled the longest match on the card, on the no, longest he show. Didn't. And, yes, he did. Go look it up. The he wrestled the longest match on the card over twenty-five minutes. Him and Batista went. When he he does it every fucking year. He wrestles the longest match on the card with the least storyline every year. Yeah, I see you googling. <laughs> Yeah. Go ahead and tell me I'm right. I'm like the angle opposite hypotenuse. Always (laughs) right.
0: (laughs) All right. He may have gone longer than like three minutes, but then who Then the championship match,
1: which one Uh,
0: Becky Ronda. Oh, you mean the
1: biggest fucking storyline in wrestling all year, but Triple H and Batista go longer than them. That's the match you're talking about. That's
0: the match I'm talking that about. That
1: fucking guy where he spent seven minutes trying to pick Batista's boogers at his nose with some pliers. <laughs> Fuck Triple H. Hey,
0: holy shit. And he went 20 seconds longer than the AJ Nakamura match last year. All right. I'm done. I apologize. I admit what I'm wrong. Um,
1: People anyways. don't listen to me about Triple H because I don't like him because he beats Sting at WrestleMania. But Triple H fucks up WrestleMania every year. WrestleMania is long as hell. Marty, they started the main event at midnight. If you take 15 minutes off of Triple H's entrance and the match time by itself, y'all might get out of there at midnight instead of getting out of there at 1230, 1245. You might have yeah, been able they, to
0: catch that train. They wanted to be out. They wanted it to go until 1230. That's what it was, it was planned to go to
1: 1230.
0: Why? Because that's Vince saying I'm going to go to 1230. I don't know why. Well, why is would Vince you saying want gonna... it?
1: No, is, I don't know. Okay, well, then give give that time to somebody else. Don't let Rey Mysterio and, and Samoa Joe wrestle for a minute and a half, even though is hurt. I <laughs> well, mean, that got, match
0: shouldn't have been on the card in the first place. You got 87 um,
1: people on the card because everybody needs a trophy now. But you let Triple H and Batista. I mean, don't get me wrong. Batista's my guy. Like, I have no problem with Batista. I got a problem with Triple H because he does this every year. Every year.
0: Yeah, but if you look at it, I mean, yes, they could have cut off like five, ten minutes off that match. Uh, but when you look at it, whichever outcome, this is going to be the last time we saw either one of them in a wrestling match, too. Obviously, Hunter would have lost, but it, but you think he would have been done wrestling. Um, but Batista lost, and Batista announced his retirement that night, anyways. So he's done too. So I mean,
1: which is a shame.
0: It is because I feel like he, I mean, you know, he's got some more Guardians of the Galaxy movies to make. He can't be making WrestleMania. I want y'all to go that.
1: back and watch that match, even though it was three days long. I want y'all to go back and watch that match and look at the bumps that Batista took. Drax I to just watched
0: it like an hour ago. Like that now, was like the last. We're not just match huge
1: people listening.
0: I know. I'm just I'm backing up your point right here. Shit.
1: That power bomb he took on the steps. Are you shitting me? That yeah. guy's in Guardians of the Galaxy, the Avengers. Like he ain't got to do that shit. And y'all complain because he's got a nose ring so you make fun of him. Meanwhile, he's getting power bombed on the fucking steps. Getting hit in the face with a sledgehammer when he makes millions of dollars in Hollywood. Y'all need to res- put some respect on Batista's name. Pissing me off. And my guy's <laughs> done for good now.
0: Why? Oh. Shit. Because Triple walk for
1: miles inside this pit of danger.
0: That's the second time he's saying tonight. Just so y'all I know,
1: alone. fucking love, uh,
0: it, <laughs> but it was a great. It was a. I thought it was a great card. Uh, long, a, obviously, it's a long ass card. It was long, um, but it
1: was fantastic.
0: There was only one point of the entire time. Like when I got there, I like I was right in front of like the concession stands, the bathrooms. So I'm like, it's perfect. This isn't going to be an issue. I can go right in, good down right out. Uh, don't have to worry about having to go climb through lines and whatever, whatnot. First thing I noticed was that they had coffee right there. They had beer on the other side, coffee right there. I'm like, I'm set. You know, once I get tired, come over here, get some coffee for a couple bucks. I'll be good to go. The entire show, there was only one moment when I started getting tired and then quickly woke up. And that one moment was when the Daniel Bryan-Kofi Kingston match started. I don't know why. I think just because everything was building up to it. And at that point, it was already like 930 at night. Um... So I'm like, oh crap, getting tired. But then the mass started going, and then I woke right up, and I was good to go rest of the night. Um, so as far as far as I went, the, you know, being at the show, um, the time wasn't as big of a deal to me as I expected it to be. Um, I think going into it was more of a, a mind over matter, and you're expecting it to just get just drain it. But because it was such a good card, I think it kind of covered up the time while you're there. Um, of course we had a, I um had a friend that revisited and came back into my life at that moment um, because that loud ass um, girl from the NXT TakeOver viewing decided that she was going to sit right in front of me at Wrestlemania
1: 80,000 seats in that fucking stadium and she sat in front of you right? the, same, the same girl the oh same my girl, gosh same girl from NXT TakeOver Sat in front of you. Me and my wife laughed about that. And then when you sent us that picture where she was looking like a little ghetto-ass, little black riding hood, oh, my God. We laughed about that for, like, two matches. We laughed, like, halfway through the COVID Kingston match about that.
0: Well, I was so pissed. As soon as she sat down, I'm like, fuck, this is going to be bullshit. But the good thing is she was actually calm the entire match until – or the entire night. Um, until, like, a couple of the match at the end, you know, she was pissed off because Ronda didn't win and whatever, whatnot. Uh, but the guy that was there with her, like, before she showed up, the guy that was sitting next to her, he was the loud. I was like, this is going to be, this is the great. This is the loud, obnoxious guy of our section. Fantastic. And then she sat down next to him. And I just went, son of a bitch. Not only do I got this jackass here, I got her right next to him. I am going to blow my brains out before this match of this cards over. And she was calm. He was a lot of Knox's douchebag the entire time. And I'm like, great. So I got either way. I got dealt with both of them. Uh, But other than that, the card was amazing. I was completely satisfied with the card when, I mean, when was the last time all but two titles switched hands?
1: Yeah, that's.
0: And in, in theory, Every title, with the exception of one, switched hands within 48 hours. And that one title was the title that lasted a minute and a half. Every other title switched hands. And we'll get into that later, because I know that, that that last one doesn't kind of pisses you off. But, well, I digress. What last one? The last title that switched hands. Why would
1: that piss me off?
0: Because the Usos lost their bouts to the Hardy Boys.
1: Ah, I thought you were talking about the one at Wrestlemania. No,
0: no, no. I'm talking Uh, about
1: the Let's We're not even going to bring that up.
0: That's why I said we're going to talk about it another time.
1: You got the best tag team in the world. Losing to a couple geriatric motherfuckers that are living off a name value. Wearing Jenko jeans in fucking 2019. Where the hell do you even find those at nowadays? Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy can barely walk. Matt, I got no problem with Matt. Jeff Hardy can (laughs) barely move. That swanton bomb is more like a fucking dying duck bomb is what first of
0: all you slowly roll there because the hardy boys
1: i'm just speaking the the the
0: truth and ever since matt came back from his surgery he looks like he gained 10 years on his life um it doesn't walk like hunched over you know with a cane in his hand um i don't know i i obviously hardy boys my favorite tag team of all time um why because they're freaking they, they are they've always enjoyed they I've always put on great matches they are two of the best performers out there
1: um, next thing you know you're going to tell me you like the Beverly Brothers or, the, <laughs> 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 or fucking Chip and Skip the oh, body Donnas, or whatever their name were son of a gun like here we go here we go Donnas? what about you know, Fire and Ice <laughs> Ice Train and Scott Norton did you like them some the fucking and O'Hare or chronic, since you like shitty tag teams. We can do this. Let me know when you're done. <laughs> Let me know when you're done. <laughs>
0: Marty just Shitty tag teams, they are far from being shitty tag teams. They're eight-time tag team you. champions.
1: They're all right.
0: They're I mean, all right. Whatever. I was you're more. Just of the Usos. Fans. I know you I'm were. I'm more of
1: a Matt Hardy fan I'm more, Hardy.
0: more of a Jeff Hardy fan.
1: I never liked Jeff Hardy. Yeah, that, that Uso's thing pissed me. We're talking about WrestleMania, though. Fuck that shit. Uso's won at WrestleMania. They got their moment. Um, start of the card, Lesnar losing to Rollins.
0: That's not going to happen. Bullshit. Watch that shit happen. and
1: It, was, yeah, it happened dude. so lame, though. You got to admit, that was the dumbest fucking match ever. Oh, so Rollins it? gets his ass kicked before the match start. He does one nut shot and a couple curb stumps, and Lesnar doesn't kick out. Meanwhile, Lesnar's been... He got destroyed by Samoa Joe and kicked out of everything. He got destroyed by Strowman and kicked out of everything. He got destroyed by Finn Balor, by Roman Reigns, kicked out of everything and beat them. But he can't take three curb stumps by Seth Rollins?
0: I mean, he, he took one spear and jackknife from Goldberg and lost. So...
1: That's Goldberg, he, Seth he Rollins, took, Goldberg Seth Rollins, Goldberg
0: 75 year old Goldberg 30 year old Seth Rollins
1: Goldberg, the most intense Fucking wrestler Goldberg in the history of the world gain a
0: spear Having your face smash into the floor Three times to lick shit off the floor Yeah, I'm just saying Seth Rollins. Oh. it doesn't fucking matter all that matters and it doesn't matter how it happens how the match was how long of a match it was only thing that should matter is how happy everyone should be that brock lesnar doesn't have the damn title and is gone for now and that the title will be shown every week on the show possibly not defended but it'll be there with somebody holding that title up you know that's what? all that matters
1: now that I saw Seth Rollins with the title and it's going to be on Monday Night Raw, I don't even like that fucking title. The belt's ugly. I'd rather Brock Lesnar just took it back to Montreal or wherever he lives oh, at. What In minnesota dick. Calgary. Alberta, Canada. You got to pause when you say Calgary.
0: Alberta. Calgary. Calgary. It's Calgary.
1: That's nah, how, good how everybody from
0: Calgary always says it, so that's how I say it now.
1: Good for Seth Rollins. I'm glad he got the belt. I'm glad he had his moment.
0: Dude, so I I don't know if it – well, obviously, the way it comes off on TV, they always have, like, those 3D decals and stuff like that. But the uh, the the Jumbotron right there behind the arena or behind the stage, like, when the whole, like, Beast Slayer and, like, the skull came down for like, that shit was damn near 3D coming out at us right there. And I was like, that yeah. shit's badass. I know it comes off like that on TV because it's meant to. But you can like see that in the in the arena too, oh, and that wow. looked like that was I was like, wait, that's just coming like coming out of the screen right now. That, that's that's oh, badass. Oh, so you're, you're
1: talking about the graphics that they on yeah, the they screen put a, itself. You can see that while you're in person up there.
0: I mean, not, not like this. Oh, not like I'm talking about, like on the screen itself. So, like it just looked like it was 3D, and it just seemed like it. Um, you know, like when you like were, when Randy when Randy Orton comes out, there's like 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 snakes on the like vipers on the stage. You don't see that shit. I'm just talking about the the perception that the of the screen itself looked like it was 3D coming out at you.
1: Well, you were obviously in the building uh, during the pre-show. They announced that that would be the first live event you could watch on the virtual reality thing. So they had those big. Um, you may have seen those boxes or whatever that were on the barricades on the outside that wrestlers kept running into. They had, like, three little cameras on them, and they were in the corners. That's what those were. So maybe maybe they are stepping their uh, production game up, unless it includes, like, that bright-ass light that apparently they were shining in people's eyes all night long.
0: Yeah, I, I they, they kept saying that, especially the Randy Orton and, and the uh, AJ yeah. match. But I didn't know what they're talking about because I didn't see any difference. And they are like, we can't see and whatever the transfer. I'm like, I can see perfectly fine. I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. Shit, I can see her.
1: I've been to uh, events where they've left lights on before, and you can't see. Like my, matter of fact, my wife wears sunglasses every time we go to wrestling shows. She'll take sunglasses with her, and every now and then she'll have to put them on because they forget to turn lights out or whatever. So it happens, and yeah, you know if you go to enough places, you'll you'll know. Uh, let's see, notary matches. Or noteworthy matches that happened at WrestleMania. AJ beat Orton. uh, I thought that match would be better than it was.
0: It was. I thought. I mean, I thought so too. Uh, I was surprised that AJ won. I was expecting Randy to win that match um, because I thought that would progress the storyline a little bit more. That thing, just a few, we can still get for a long time. But what surprised me the most was that they had AJ kick out of the RKO.
1: Yep. And as he did, I remember you like going on your. Three minute rant about how protected the RKO was. And I was like, damn, Margie's gonna be pissed.
0: <laughs> I was fucking fuming dude. And then like, I just people on Twitter started talking. I'm like, when was the last time we fucking saw someone kick out of the they kick out of it? It was like ten years ago. Like that's bullshit. AJ kick. I get it's AJ, but shit. And then I was like, you know, I'm sitting there, son of a bitch. When, when Roman and and Drew Mack come out, he ain't kicking out of that claymore. He ain't going to do it. Because that didn't even happen. And I'm like, they waste, they did all that. they, You know, 15 years. And they're going to let AJ kick out of that at one time. I'm like, really?
1: And then I'm Orton didn't to... kick out of the phenomenal. Although he did get hit with two of them. He did he get got hit, it, yeah. With the one on the outside first. So they kind of protected the the phenomenal forearm. Which
0: they don't need to because Brock just kicked out of it like three times four months ago.
1: Yeah, but he's Brock. He kicks out of everything unless it's a curb stomp.
0: <laughs> that is, I mean, that is true.
1: Uh, Kurt Angle got spanked, just like we thought. Six minutes. Baron Corbin destroys Kurt Angle. Uh, the end of a uh, the end of Kurt Angle's career. So we lost two legends this past Monday. Uh, to retirement. Let's be clear about that. A wrestling machine, and you know. I really don't want people that are younger that watch wrestling now to remember, because you know, if you watch Ric Flair towards the end, you're like, "What's the big deal about Ric Flair?" If you don't go back and watch, go back and watch Kurt Angle. Yes,
0: there. Especially when he first came in, when he first came in, he was a submission specialist. All he did was wrestle. His fuse with Benoit and Jericho were amazing, um, especially with how they led up to WrestleMania 20 or 2000. Um, with that, you know, triple threat two two title match, um, but his fuse, everywhere were great. And then as he got more, you know, versed with the business, his feuds with the Rock and Austin and Triple H, they just kept getting better and better. Um, I wasn't a big TNA guy, but you know, when Kurt was on TNA, was a I was into Yeah, he and that's he was the yeah exactly he was the badass there. You know, he him was more of a comedian. Yeah, he was more of a comedic and, and submission specialist on WWE, but completely flipped that around when he was on Impact. Uh,
1: yeah, when he first can't... shaved his head, when he get, when he lost that hair versus hair match in WWE, and then he got hurt, I think, and he came back after putting on all that muscle, and he turned into just like a badass, that's when I started. Because my, my best friend Brent, he always liked Kurt Angle, and I just thought he was a dork. And uh, when he shaved his head, he put on a little muscle and he stopped being so damn goofy and he just started wrestling when he was the wrestling machine i was like damn kurt angle was a fucking bad motherfucker and then he showed up in tna and that's when joe was running shit and he just walks in to joe and headbutts him and starts that feud i was like okay then he had a few sting and then they started the main event mafia um it's been said before and i kind of agree with it like some of his best matches were in tna um uh, the majority of his more serious stuff was in TNA. So if you can and you haven't seen it, go back and watch Kurt Angle like don't remember him as this broken down old guy that can barely move. Go back and watch the the good shit of Kurt Angle and you'll know why he's getting the treatment that he's getting. Um Carmella wins the Andre the, Gi- the Andre the Giant. The uh, women's battle royal Strowman Strowman's
0: <laughs> ripped you're starting, you're starting to sound like our truth there man
1: <laughs> Strowman is ripped now man Like out of yeah. nowhere He just like I mean he was always big But like out of nowhere All of a sudden He's lean Got a six pack Camille's got his
0: ass Back in the uh, in the gym man
1: They're not together anymore
0: I know But they're post He's posting pictures Of them in the men working out In the gym the other day Oh ah, Okay man Go ahead Just, getting, just, getting, just getting his ass In, uh, in the shape again Can't have him falling back to that Wyatt's days. Come on now. Good for him. Speaking of guys that were looking ripped, Luke Harper was looking ripped too, man. Like,
1: did he win his match at uh, Access? He did. He He did. did? That's good. Uh, That guy he wrestled the. He's not Russian, but he's got a Russian name, or maybe Mm -hmm. he is Russian by way, but he's from like Boston. I watched him and uh, Keith Lee have the best match of the night at NXT here in Atlanta. So. I can't remember the guy's name, but he he's going to be really good. Uh, Strowman won the Battle Royal. The M- Major Brothers won the tag team titles. They beat uh, the Revival. I don't have my button for fuck the Revival, but, you know. Oh, that's so awesome. But, hey, g- give it up to Wilder for knocking Buddy out at the Hall of Fame thing. <laughs> right. Um. What's the other match that happened on the pre? Oh, the cruiserweight title match. That that match was good. Nice and, uh Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy.
0: Yeah, I, you know I'm not gonna lie. I I was that one. I was in and out of watching because I. That's when we had got in. It started like right after I sat down, to find my seats and stuff. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? Before it gets crazy and people are still trying to get in, I'm gonna go get get some food and get a beer. Um because this match just is about to start just started right now that like they were coming out uh, but so i kind of caught it on the screen and stuff like that um but from what i saw it like the, the loud the the crowd out there it sounded like it was a pretty damn good match i watched it the other day um and it was yeah it, it came off as a really solid match too
1: did you see uh velveteen dreams video nah so he's standing in the uh where the wrestlers walk out after they leave And he's recording himself, and he's like, yeah. And then you got this guy right here who couldn't make his WrestleMania moment. He's caving under the spotlight, and Buddy Murphy's walking by. And Velveteen steady talking shit, and Buddy Murphy turns back around and goes, wait, what'd you say? And he comes back in the (laughs) frame, and Velveteen's like, oh, I'm just telling everybody how you couldn't live up to expectations and how you fold under pressure. And then they kind of go back and forth, so I'm guessing... One of the ways they're going to get involved with one another, or Velveteen Dream's just been a bitch like normal.
0: It's probably uh, be a bitch like normal, but with the shakeup coming next week. Yeah. Well, no, Dream's got the title still, right? So.
1: Yep. That's what. Ed, which is what he told him. Like, hey, where's your title? And he's like, Well, where were you at on WrestleMania weekend? He's like, Oh, you go watch NXT Takeover. Watch Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. <laughs> so it, it's it's a funny video. I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it, but if you if you come across come it,
0: across it, yeah, got click it. on
1: it. Uh, So the match of what I thought was the match of the weekend, if you take the totality of everything that involves in a wrestling match, uh, the stakes, WWE Championship, the emotion involved, the entire fan base behind one guy, and an actual good match, and you're not going to hear me say this a lot, but we got to give Daniel Bryan credit on how good of a fucking heel he is and how good he was in that match. Kofi versus Daniel Bryan was wrestling perfection. Like, it was so good. When the thing hit, when the referee's hand hit the third time, we all in my living room jumped up, started high-fiving and hugging and shit. Just a great match altogether.
0: I don't think I saw a single person. You know, when people win -win matches and it's not their guy, people are... um... You know, I can be bitter and talk shit and be grumpy so to speak. But there got one of the guys in front of me and then a couple of guys couple of guys down, um, both had their Daniel Bryan shirts on and were like, Yes, yes, yes and whatever. I'm like, first of all, you're wearing a yes, yes shirt and you're saying yes, 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 and you like, yes movement's dead, like come on, modernize your shit now. If you're a real fan, you'd be on the no movement. <laughs> uh, fucking idiots. Um, but even they, like, as soon as that, like, that place freaking erupted. It was ridiculous. Twenty minutes away from New York City, and I guarantee they fucking felt that shit rumbling all the way over there because that place went nuts. Even the guys that were wearing Daniel Bryan shit and cheering for Daniel Bryan all the time, they were going nuts. Um, get the guy lost, but when you look at, uh, like you said, totality of it all, what everything you know encompassed there for that match. You knew you were seeing history. You were seeing something special. The match was amazing. The emotional tying was stronger than ever. The payoff was worth it. And if you weren't trained for that, then you were one of the only people and 80,000 people at that arena that wasn't cheering because everybody else was enjoying that shit. Can you see that? I can't. It's, okay.
1: Yeah. I'll send it to you. It was about the match. Hint, hint. Nudge, oh. nudge. Got it. Uh, that match was, it was just fun. That's what it was. And they beat the shit at each other. Like, when Brian grabs Kofi's hands and starts stomping on his face and shit, and then when Kofi reversed it, and then Big E and Xavier's reactions on the outside, like, you can hear them talking like, yeah, now give give him what he needs. Give it to him. Hit that trouble in paradise. Oh, my God. And then when when Kofi won and they went on TV, they didn't show the table that had the title on it. And then when they showed it at the end and they took the vegan title off and, and <laughs> threw it away. And when Woods took the blanket off of the, of the original WWE title, that pop was louder than the damn three-count
0: pop was. <laughs> yeah, it was.
1: And so uh, that was just... It was just a great match. Uh, It was. That's what wrestling is supposed to be. That's what the Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey match was supposed to be before they put Charlotte and all these twists and turns in it. And as good as that women's match was, and it was good. um, This is what it should have been, because when you don't add factors into it just to have somebody else in the match, and add these extra storyline elements into it that you don't need, and you just have two people going for one thing, one heel, one face, one hated, one love. It's so simple. And this was simple. It was easy to follow. It was easy to cheer for. It was a great match. And then the, the right guy won and loved every second of it. Uh, and speaking of the women... I am I feel bad for him because it's the first women's pay-per-view or main event and they go on at midnight and then you got this fake-ass Charlotte Flair helicopter entrance that was clearly pre-recorded like days in advance and you're still making people wait after a seven-second dance break that was like five minutes of who knows what after a 25-minute Triple H match. I don't know how cold it was in the arena. It wasn't. Uh, But it was after midnight. At the end of a WrestleMania weekend where everybody's been partying, drinking, hanging out all night. And then you start winding down when Sunday comes around. There's probably kids there that wanted to see that match. that had to go to school the next day. that were from the New New York, New Jersey area. Um, And you put them on at midnight, which I think was a disservice to them. Because the crowd was completely I shouldn't say completely dead. they were loud for Becky when she came out, but it wasn't Kofi when she and then it's like they're trying to they're pushing her but they're not like every time she wins or does something, it comes with an asterisk. I got the the three count like yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're looking at what I sent you. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh. No. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. 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 I liked the three count, but I didn't like it for WrestleMania. I think she should have hit a definitive move and pinned somebody, just like Kofi did, where the crowd could count one, two, three. But on a wrestling sense, I completely understood that. First off, Rousey sold the fact that her knee was messed up from Charlotte beating the hell out of her where she couldn't pick Becky up from the Piper's Pit, which gave Becky time to recover just enough to reverse it and put her in the crucifix, which Rousey didn't do correctly. If I'm which Rousey didn't do correctly, if I'm uh, being honest, as a as a person that's watched that move be done a thousand times, if her legs are over her head, her shoulders don't shoulders don't come off the mat. The way her body was contorted, it made her shoulder come off the mat for, like, a split second. But I just think they should have had Becky hit her with a move and beat her. But the fact that they did have Becky pin her is a good thing. It just it came out of nowhere. For a main event, I think it should have been more definitive. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but, it should absolutely. There should be, like, an emphasis on the finish on
1: that. Right. But let me say this. I watched that match again uh yesterday. That was a good match. Mm-hmm. They beat the shit out of each other. Like yep. there was I mean there was a lot of like you know clumsiness, I guess, if if that's what you want to call it, where they barely messed stuff up. But who cares? They beat the hell out of each other. They put each other through tables, they were slamming each other into the guardrail. Um Becky and Charlotte did that. Spanish fly off the top rope. Ronda took an ass whooping. She gave an ass whooping. I mean, that if you go, if you only saw the match once, go watch it again. I just think that it would have been so much better if it was at 11 o'clock instead of 12 o'clock because the crowd would have been into it more. That extra 60 minutes I think killed the crowd. Um, great match. The right person won. Becky two belts. That's how WrestleMania went off the air. How was it in the stadium? Um,
0: I mean, once people realized what happened, the place went nuts. They really did. Uh, it was it wasn't as big of a pop as it should have been or could have been because of the finish. Like everyone's watching, and it didn't look like it was a. Obviously, it didn't look like her shoulders were all the way down, and he started counting, and then it was like, oh wait, it happened. It just happened so fast that nobody was expecting it right then. And so by the time the bell rang, that's when the pop happened because nobody knew what happened. And that was what the issue was. Um, Other than that, though, like you were talking about earlier, the count. And I feel like the, I think I might've heard something that the, the ref started counting a little early, which when I was watching it, it looked like he started counting early, which is what the issue is. Uh, But it also looked like Ronda was trying to do too much to sell, like preventing getting pinned. And it's like just a split second on either direction. And that would have came out clean. Uh, but you know, and I I love the fact that they got Charlotte out of the decision and she was outside of the ring when it all came, when the finish and final segment of that match came into play and happened that I enjoyed because it it really let, let the focus be on those two final women. And that's who the match was supposed to be for. Um, but the same, you know, I don't know. I, I thought it was a great match. I enjoyed it. The fact that Ronda didn't win the belt, the place went crazy for Becky. Um, even though people were leaving before the match, and people were leaving as soon as like the match was coming to an end, which is unfair to them. I feel, you know, especially with it going so late. Um, but I don't know. It's the place still went nuts. Obviously, it didn't go Kofi nuts, but when you have something that was that was organic and. Happened over a six to eight week period of time. And then you have something that was organic that went six months and went up and down the entire route. You lose a lot of that momentum. And people, you know, people were into it, but not as much as as Kofi, because at that point, it's like just get this over with so that we can get what we want. Whereas Kofi was this is what we're getting. Let's make it It had this happen five months ago for Becky we would have got the same pop that we got for Kofi.
1: And now the rumor is they're even trying to stretch it out even more. Now they're saying Becky and Ronda at WrestleMania next year. It's too fucking late. Like, yeah. who gives a shit anymore? Like, it, you fucked it up. You, I've, I've said this a million times. The night after Royal Rumble, it was on a silver platter for you right there to keep them away from each other, to let them touch for the first time at WrestleMania. And you would have got everything that Kofi and Daniel Bryan... Excuse me. But you know what? Good for Kofi and Daniel Bryan. They got the reaction of the night. They got the match of the night. They got the angle of the night. That was one of my favorite WrestleMania matches to watch live. Um, And yeah. WrestleMania closes out. Becky Lynch holding both belts. Uh, Not a lot happened on... On the go home Not the go home The Raw after After. And Smackdown after Lars Sullivan debuted uh, The Usos lost the tag titles Uh, It's They didn't unify the women's title Like everybody kind of feared that they would Which is good So I guess Becky's just gonna have to I'm predicting that like Charlotte Or somebody's gonna win money in the bank And then cash in and take the Raw title from her uh, by some kind of nefarious means. But it looks like right now she's headed for a feud with Lacey Evans, and it looks like Drew McIntyre is going to be feuding with Kofi if we could forecast it. But I'm going to throw something on you right now. Give me three predictions for the Superstar shakeup. up Uh just three moves you think they're going to make or you hope they make. You don't have to think they're... Three moves you hope they'll make if that's what you want to do.
0: AJ needs to go to Raw. Uh, Roman, let's see, let's see, he's not going to change that. I would say put Roman on SmackDown, but it's not going to happen.
1: I think he is going to SmackDown.
0: You think so? Because I would...
1: Because Fox is coming that. up soon.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's true. Um, I don't know. Like, that's i don't know you to me off guard right there. Thanks for throwing me out of the – you know,
1: act that. I just thought of it. I figured I'd throw you something out there that wasn't a lob over the plate. I think Roman's going to SmackDown. I think Sasha and Bayley are breaking up. One of them is going to SmackDown, one staying on Raw. Um, and I think they're going to call up a uh, women's tag team. I just don't know who yet. But you know what I would like to see? For Superstar Shakeup, I would like to see people get drafted from Raw and SmackDown to NXT.
0: Yeah, that'd be nice.
1: Like Dana Brooke, send her back to NXT. have heard people like that, you know what I mean, that can go down there and kind of for whatever reason, she's getting pops lately too. Like did you did you hear the crowd yeah, chatting for her after during after that uh, promo? No, oh, during uh, oh, the, the, the Battle Royal. The oh, Battle Royal, yeah. And so uh You know, send people like that. And I shouldn't say back down because it sounds like a demotion. But, you know, if we're going to do it, it's
0: it's not only that, but the NXT is being carried as a third brand.
1: Yeah. So if we're going to do a superstar shakeup for all three of them, then then do that. Um, I think Braun's going to SmackDown.
0: If you put Braun on SmackDown, then you can't put Roman there. You got to separate those two. You just can't do it, or else we're just gonna, with a smaller show and a smaller roster. That means we're gonna get more Braun and Roman. You just can't keep doing that.
1: I agree, but I just I think they're both going for some reason. Uh, yeah. So that's that's all I got to say about that. Yes, sir. Bluetooth, to the face episode thirty. It wasn't as long as I thought it was gonna be. We covered everything that we wanted to com slash boot to the face. Shout out to uh, Joe for. I think Joe was the last one we had buy one. Uh, congrats again to Sarah who won the giveaway boot to the face. Now we're headed towards 2K. Um, I think that's it as far as announcements go. I think so. It's been a long week, Marty. It I'm is. glad it's over. I'm excited to get back to work tomorrow, where I can relax. <laughs> nice. Um, so that's it. Let's go ahead and end it. I'm closing the show with Batista music, by the way. So when you listen back, you're gonna hear. I walk for miles. I don't want to sing over it right now because I'm putting it back in. How'd you like the ending last week? Did you like that shit? I thought that, I thought that shit was fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm proud of myself. I'm patting myself on the back like Barry Horowitz. see. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> For Marty Vasquez, I'm Chris Rucker. This has been B2B's episode 3. Later.